This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I know you don't like me to talk about your socks. I mean... Andy doesn't... Andy... I... Okay. (laughs) Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Golden Bachelor recap listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Okay. Okay. You're okay. How are you? I'm I'm also okay. I feel a little shook by this fantasy suite episode. You are. You were shook. I haven't seen you that shooken. In a long time after an episode. Uh, I'm really struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with knowing what's going to happen. I know. When you like everyone this much, you know, you want to believe them to be the best people, but you also don't want anyone to get hurt. Like, I don't want to see anyone get hurt. Yeah. Anyway, shall we get going? For someone to rise up, someone else has to fall. Oh, is that what it takes? Yes. That's true, actually. A race cannot be won if there's no loser. No. Okay, well, shall we get going? Episode yes. eight, Fantasy Suite Week. We are in Costa Rica. And here we learn at the very top of the episode that Gary retired at 55. That's how good a restaurateur he was. Oh my God. <laughs> what a schmoozer he is. He's been reaping the rewards for the last 17 years. So, right off the bat, Gary and Jesse chat. Gary says many people may be wondering if people his age still knock boots. And he asks if Jesse wonders about his own parents. So, this is in response to Jesse delicately picking his brain about fantasy suites. I love how Gary responds to people asking about sex. Yeah. And that is a perfect response because not only is it the appropriate response, uh-huh. like, well, what about your parents? you think your parents don't, <laughs> but it also is a dig at Jesse because it makes him feel uncomfortable. He's like, oh, you want to do that to me? Yes. I can do it back to you. But in a way that such a good restaurateur. Oh, oh man. It's such the perfect response because it is kind of, I find the question and, and not on Jesse. I mean, he's told to ask these questions and I think oh, yeah. everyone is sort of slightly wondering. Yeah. I just think that the question itself is inherently insulting. Yeah to suggest that oh you're old you don't have sex yeah why would you have sex (laughs) i mean there are sex scandals you hear about all the time with like politicians over 80 okay so it's okay for politicians to have sex but for (laughs) gary a handsome strapping ex restaurateur Mm -hmm. he's not allowed to have sex what i love about this show is that it brings it to the forefront but also i love how gary is not taking any shit about it he's like no i will not be ridiculed he's not taking shit he's taking names and tapping ass (laughs) Gary says that what he's really into is the intimacy of pillow talk. I mean, that's cute. Who doesn't like pillow talk? Like whenever I've been with a guy who didn't like pillow talk, I'm like, "Mm, there's something wrong. Pillow talk is good. Yeah. Yeah, I like it too. Okay. Oh, you, you think I don't like it? No, I mean, I know you like it. Yeah, this is what I, mean, I was saying if you would admit to everyone that you like it. All right. I like pillow talk. <laughs> So in breaking down his remaining relationships, Gary says that with Leslie, the onion is being peeled back and he keeps discovering these different sides of her. Meanwhile, with Teresa, there's a warm, safe feeling. And he says that when Teresa said that she loved him, he held back on reciprocating and is waiting for the right time. So he doesn't say that he doesn't feel the same way. And then Jesse once again brings the conversation back to sex. And Gary says, it's not a moment to be rushed, but if it's right, of course. He handles this so perfectly. It's like he was trained. He had yeah. like media training, like how to be someone older who is 
fielding questions about whether or not you have sex. You know, he does. He manages when you when, when you have something in his restaurant that you don't like. It's yeah. Like it's not cooked well or something's wrong with it. Yeah. He makes you feel good about not liking it and also manages to not blame anyone else in the restaurant at the same time. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a delicate balance, actually. Yeah. He makes you feel good. He makes you feel like, you know what? I feel good. That was a good not liking of something. Yeah. He, I he made, makes you feel validated. And no one, I'm not, he's not like, oh, the chef screwed this up yeah, again. Yeah, oh, yeah. the server. So that would suggest that Gary doesn't not love Teresa, Andy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that brings us to Leslie's overnight. As he reveals that they'll be rappelling 170 feet to get to a waterfall, Andy, you had this sudden realization. You said, oh my God, he's Mr. Rogers. Totally. Is he not? I keep I keep hearing his voice. I mean, he reminds me of somebody. Oh, it's his voice. No, it's his way, everything. But I, it's particularly his voice. It's his it's the metered way he speaks. Just okay. the, the, the the pace. Yeah. And the and the pronunciation. And the gentle and the, the high-ish the voice. Yeah. It, it sounds like Mr. Rogers in all ways. He is Mr. Rogers with a little bit of Carl Sagan sprinkled in. He's like a, a sexy Mr. Rogers. Like yeah, I but feel Carl like Carl Sagan was sexy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Leslie's very nervous about repelling, and a highlight is her saying, I gave birth three times. I should be able to do this. I thought that was oh. cute. And the music is very action movie. I got to say, though, the rappelling, it looked a little dicey for a second there. You, you know, rappelling is one of those things where if you're looking at someone rappelling, you're like, oh, that doesn't seem that bad. Yeah. But when you're actually doing it, I got to be honest, I, I was not super comfortable rappelling. It, it just looked very wet. It's scary. It's scary. When they arrive, Gary says, now we have a story to tell. Aww. Aww. That's, That's cute. cute. <gasps> <laughs> they chat in the water here, but really nothing of note is shown. It's just basically them making out, which brings us to the evening. Going into it, Gary and his ITM says that they both have rose-colored glasses on. He says, admittedly, I do as well. So he's he's not saying she just has rose-colored glasses for him. But he says directly to her, he was like, you haven't asked me hard questions in quite a while. Mm -hmm. I thought this was pretty ballsy to open with, honestly. And she responds with, when was the last time you had sex? (laughs) I mean... It's not the question he was looking for. No. I mean, no. And I mean, he gives us a good hearty laugh and then he responds a long time. Andy, you said I would bet anything Gary's had sex very recently. Oh, yeah. No, Gary's been hitting it. (laughs) Pretty sure. I feel like you have this impression of Gary that might be completely inaccurate. I think there's two sides of Gary. Uh huh. And I think the side you see is accurate. Yeah. And I think there's another side. And that's also accurate. We think that she says for her it's been about a year. I got to say, though, I didn't love. That that's where she went with this. I think if someone says to you, you haven't asked me hard questions in a while, to me, that should be met with, oh, inter- like what, you know, what are you ask- wanting me to ask? Like it, it, I, there's a deeper question being asked. I, I think it was a serious, it was an opening for a serious conversation. Yeah. And she turned it into a joke, which is fine often. Yes. But in this particular case, not great yeah. because they don't have that much time left to talk about the big things. Yes. And if they haven't talked about a lot of big things, especially if she hasn't asked those questions, yes. there's an issue. Yeah. For me personally, just because I think that he was really giving an opening there, I found that this was taking like the, the, the shortcut no. out of having a serious, qu- you know what I mean? I, like I the last time he had sex is not a hard, like, come on. I actually think he humored her very well in the way that he would humor the person who was not winning. <laughs> okay. Gary asks what their life would look like. Again, he's asking the questions. This is something I, I don't know if I just didn't notice it before, or maybe Leslie has just been backing off. Mm-hmm. You know, he says she hasn't been asking him hard questions in quite a while. I'm wondering if she did at some point, but I really realized this evening and this date 
that Leslie is really, she doesn't give a lot. No, she doesn't. She does not give a lot in like making a conversation, keeping it flowing forward, like asking random curious questions about him or what their life would look like. It often feels like he's leading. And in a way that feels representative of their dynamic, that's sort of like he's her safe haven and she is being held safe. I'm glad you brought this up because compare their average conversation, even the good ones, Mm. whatever those are, to the diner date. I always bring it back to the diner date. <laughs> the diner date. They've been covering up for the diner date. You know, a lot of people came to your side in no. your argument about no, Teresa. Have, a lot more people are going to come in a couple of weeks. He asks what their life would look like. How and where would they live? Again, he has to ask this. She says she doesn't want to leave Minneapolis permanently, but she loves him and wants to be with him and they can figure it out. And he says those are the magic words. I do find that that is... Uh, I, there's going to come a point where we'll figure it out is not going to cut it. You know what this is? This is, like, is going to be a very specific analogy, but mm. I want you to work with me on this. Okay. A really great owner of the restaurant. Yeah. He makes everyone feel special, right? He's got to make everyone feel special. Absolutely. He can never let anyone feel less special than anyone else. But yeah. there are times when someone comes into the restaurant who needs to be made to feel special because they're, they're, they're like a VIP. They come all the time. They're a regular. Yeah. And he's in the process of finishing up, making someone else feel special. <laughs> and <laughs> He's rapping, making he's rapping. someone else feel yeah, special. Yeah, but not quite done. But he sees he's going to miss the window of making the new person feel just as special. <laughs> and he closes it with a, a good a, a tap on the back and a hearty laugh at whatever they're saying. Yeah, yeah. And then a little gentle push to, ah. away from where he's walking and immediately makes the new people feel special. Okay. So he closes it with a with a confident, hearty laugh and a gentle touch. Yeah. And then moves on. Even if the conversation's not quite finished. Okay. He knows how to rap. Yeah. And that's what he's doing with Leslie. Ooh. He's giving Leslie that closing, making you feel special before he makes the VIP couple feel special. Wait, so you think that him saying the magic words or they can figure it out? Yeah. He's giving her the pleasantries that mm. makes her feel like she's the one, but at the same time, I mean, all he's doing is just trying to get her out of the way so he can go to the real man course. I'm going to bring back my Kobe beef analogy. You know, oh, you, don't, yeah. you don't want to stress it out. You, you give it massages. It you, you bathe it. In alcohol? Do they bathe bathe it in? Oh my God. Or do they just alcohol? bathe it? I don't, I don't know if they feed it alcohol or they bathe feed it. Feed it alcohol? <laughs> they, they, they treat Kobe beef apparently very like... They ha- it has a very cushy life mm. while it's Maybe alive. They, do they feed them beer? Do they drink beer? Something like that, something or, like or they that. they bathe it in beer? Is there something something weird? I don't know about the bathing. They probably don't bathe. I don't it in know. Beer. This is sounding. <laughs> this sounds expensive. Although bizarre. Kobe beef should be expensive. Okay. Well, he says that if they decide they're right for each other, from his perspective and hopefully hers, from that moment forward, it's till death do us part. Hmm. I mean, there's two things to observe there. One is, I mean, that's a pretty serious statement to say if he's not picking her. And the other thing is, till death do us part. Someone said that our bet was over, but they're wrong. Our bet will be over when we get to the absolute finale of the show, which is whether or not there's an engagement. Yeah. And based. Based on that line, till death do us part, that would suggest that there could be, meaning you yep. would get the 20 bucks. I understand. but I'm just addressing people talking about our bet and saying someone owes someone money. We don't owe each other money yet. Oh, yeah. You will be owing me money, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie starts to cry at the till death do us part thing, and he whispers, I gotcha. Hmm. Well, look, he really melts. I think Leslie's fragility does it for him. Yeah. 
I think that's honestly one of the things that he's like really drawn to the most about her is that he wants to save her. I think it's a damsel in distress. Yeah. And it's very powerful. And yeah. a lot of men have that, honestly. Yeah. She says, till death do us part is foreign to her. She's never had that. She's been searching for it her whole life, even through two marriages. She never felt that. She really cries here. He And he holds her and, and again says, I gotcha. And she says she wants to do that. And he says, then we will. How do you explain that, Andy? Two-time Gary. <laughs> then we will. That's not conditional. That's just future simple. But isn't it? we've future come simple? to understand that that Gary says things like this and doesn't necessarily follow through. I, I hate to say it, but no, it's true. Gary's got another side to him, and I and I look all respect. He gives her the fantasy sweetheart, and she says yes. And here we get that famous line of Gary's: "It's not about who you can live with; it's who you can't live without." I think it was Trista Sutter who told him that. Yeah. Really made quite the impression. It's been the theme all season. Yeah. And he says to Leslie, "I think you're the one. You're that one." Yeah. So interestingly, that's slightly different from how it was previewed. They just said, I think you're the one. It was actually, I think you're the one. You're that one, the one that I can't live without. Yeah. Still pretty encouraging. Yeah. Doesn't change my opinion oh at my all. Oh my God. You can't be swayed. No. Okay. Well, I'll give you more. He says, I have to have you with morning coffee. I have to have you when I go to bed at night. I don't know how we'll decide where we live. We'll have to figure it out, but there's no one else I'd rather figure it out with. Okay. I, I get it. These are all big <laughs> things. I took very thorough notes. No, just, you did. Because I think that it, it's something about him saying this to Leslie in particular, because she has been harder to open up. She does struggle with the jealousy more. She is more, you know, she, like she herself said, she, she's got insecurities with relationships. I feel that if he doesn't end up picking her, that's unbelievably cruel to have her open up and fall for it. To this degree. What about to force Faith to say how much she loves him in front of her family? He's done this before. I mean, I don't know if he forced her. I thought he it was forced her. <laughs> I mean, he said to Ellen, "Thinks you're you're falling for the restaurateur. You're you know what you are. You're that couple who leaves the restaurant. You're like he really likes us, right? <laughs> like no, he doesn't. He doesn't like you any more than the other people." Mm. He pushed you aside to say hello to a more VIP couple. Okay. And he can do that. He has that ability. It's in his blood. He retired at 55. Do you know how good a restaurateur you have to be? That's very There are restaurateurs who go to their deathbed, never making a dime. Yeah. He's a Steven Star level restaurateur. Isn't it David Star? Is it Steven, Steven Star? Star? I thought it was Steven Star. I think it is Steven Star. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a really interesting bone to pick of this whole <laughs> restaurant tour conversation. Yeah. I deserve that. Uh, I I just struggle with this because I think it's cruel if he's not picking Leslie, and that's why I've been I've been really struggling. Last week, you brought me over to your side, and I was like, okay, I conceded. I said, okay, he's picking Teresa, but I just think it's for Leslie's personality and her history in particular. It's so. It's just like, how can you not see the two steps ahead? How can you not see the damage this will cause? The devil's come to town. Uh, I mean, you've said it before. We've called him the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Cute audio of them as the lights go out, of them talking about the thermostat and her saying that she wants it at 69 degrees. I find their humor together, oh, it's a little hacky at it's times. It's light. It is It's the light. humor he gives the people who he wants to shuffle out of the restaurant. I'm telling you. I, I, I'm not, you think this is now, you think I'm stretching this. I felt this immediately. I was like, restaurateur. He's doing it with Leslie. He's getting her out. 
she's going to leave that restaurant feeling like top of the world. Like she's like, wow, I really have a good friend in that owner. But she's just like everybody else. Oh, man. The next morning, Gary says, the coffee hits the spot, though. And Andy, you really love the fact that there was a though in that <laughs> sentence. A really loaded statement. <laughs> Finally, my spot is hit with this morning coffee. The highlight is Gary and his ITM saying, people want to know what happened in the fantasy suite, but it's no one's fucking business. Good for him. I love that. Yeah. Not enough leads say that. Yeah. He's like, it's no one's business. What amazing pipe I just laid down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, before we wrap this date, I I wrote again, she's extremely guarded. I felt from Leslie, and I think this is really her her apprehension. It's like she's not letting herself completely lose it, lose her walls, lose her whatever, until she knows it's her. Yeah. But- I don't know. It, there's something about their dynamic. This, so I guess what I'm saying is, in a way, I do agree with you. Their dynamic does not speak to me the way his dynamic with Teresa speaks no. to me. It it feels like he's coaxing it out of her. And then it's like, oh, and then here's a funny joke. And we go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And, and then she's like, oh, I'll, I'll take it at 69. And then he's like, ha, 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 ha. He had a really hearty laugh oh, yeah, for that one. That. Yeah. yeah, just something about it feels a little stilted. But... I don't know. Like, this is the thing. I mean, it is pretty funny. In 69? That's not bad. It's low-hanging fruit, but I'll take it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll okay. eat that fruit. I, I don't know. I feel like... I agree. I want more of a banter. Like, a like this is like a conversation that flows. Not, and I don't mean funny banter. I just mean, like, I, I said this, which brings you to saying this, which brings you to saying this. Not as much as this, like, him asking her a question, her answering it. Yeah. Then him asking a question and her answering it. It's not an interview. Let me ask you a question. Let's just say Gary um, is given a proposition. It says there's a there's a six by six room. Uh-huh. Nothing's on the walls. Okay. It's a white room with one fluorescent light at the top, and there's two wooden chairs. There's nothing in this room. You're going to okay. be locked in that room for 24 hours. Okay. Get water. No food. Okay. You have one person to hang out in that room with. Okay. Gun to your head. Is it Leslie or Teresa? 100% Teresa. Okay. Enough said. But I feel like that sounds mean. I feel bad that I was that yeah, I had to I, make that choice. I, 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 you now you realize you sound mean, but it's true. It's so true well, that you had to be mean to say it. It's the truth. It is probably subjective. Oh, you're really backpedaling. <laughs> I think it's subjective. Mm. Okay, so that brings us to Teresa's overnight. They ride horses through the rainforest, and the music feels tense. And Teresa and her ITM says Gary's really quiet. And she's like, I don't know if he's just really focusing on the horse. And she says she knows he has a lot on his mind, but it's still an extremely important day for her and she wants them to focus on them. Yeah. I really, you know, it's everything Teresa says, like this, it's a throwaway comment, but there's two things. One is she is empathetic to his situation, which not everyone is, by the way. Not everyone's putting their themselves in the other person's shoes. So she's like, I know he has a lot in his mind. He's going through a lot. I don't want to be, I wouldn't want to be in his boat right now. But she's like, but still it's an important day for me. Like there's such a sense of like, but I, this is my need. Teresa is a gangster. She, she's amazing. And a fox. Yes. <laughs> okay. So they sit and chat. She says she knows his mind is on a lot, but he needs to know how much she loves him. And Gary in his ITM says he can't help but wonder what Leslie's doing right now. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, you, but you still... That, that's the closest he came to doing something that made me feel a little uneasy about my pick. But yeah. I, I don't think it means that much. Okay. He just said it because, again, he knows what to say. I also, you know, pickups... Or ITMs. You, you, know. could say that. you could have said that six weeks ago. Even the next morning after he had all the 
realizations he had during their overnight, he could have then been told to speak about how he felt the night before in the present tense, and then they just use it in this moment. Mm -hmm. So it's possible that at that moment, he never actually would have said, I'm wondering what Leslie's doing right now. You know, this would actually support your theory that like, I mean, we're, we're always talking about how many psychs are there. Is it a psych within a psych or is it just one psych? Because if it's just one psych, him saying that he's thinking about what Leslie's doing means that he is picking Teresa. You can't think about what Gary's doing with the psychs anymore, but he's he's like quintuple psyched. You can't look at it that way. You have to look at it how production reveals what Gary is doing. Okay, so heading into the evening, Gary says that he feels like they're relationship has sort of been in the same place. He needs it to move forward. He asks about her career. And I've got to say the conversation that follows is one of my favorites of the entire season. Mm -hmm. Him asking about her career and her just saying what she's doing and like her history with her work. It just felt so natural and unadulterated and not about feelings. We got to know her as the human and not just how into Gary she is. Yeah, it was real logistical small talk. Yes. You don't see that often on this show. No, and it felt kind of, in a way, late. A little late. Yeah, well, everything's out of order. Yeah. She reveals she was a homemaker. Then one year she decided to buy her first stock. Then she became a day trader. She ended up getting a job trading. And he says he's in awe of how responsible she is. Like he's in the presence of someone who's got her shit together. Mm-hmm. I was really blown away by this. You know, like to, I think a lot of people, you know, especially if she's like raising kids or whatever, to then have a full, like impressive career later in life. That is so much harder to do than, yeah. than it sounds. Oh, yeah. Like it's the kind of thing people are like, oh, it's not too late. Like do what you love. But it is, it's hard to get yourself to do and that. And you're competing with, your boss is probably younger than you. Your your competitors oh, she, are yeah. all younger than you. She Everybody's said when younger she than was you. applying for that job, she was competing with a bunch of like yeah, college like grads. grads, yeah. Yeah, it's really, it was really quite cool to get to know her in this mm-hmm. way. Like not just as his love interest. He asks what made her want to do this show. And she said she'd gone on dates, had given up. She feels she was meant to find him. And she reveals that she hasn't been with anyone since her husband. And so she takes that very seriously. And now, very sweet moment. He asks if she talks to Billy about it. Mm. And she says, absolutely. So mm. Billy is her her late husband. And he says he speaks to Tony once a day. Oh. This is really sweet. You know, yeah. they share that. Yeah. They share that. And I feel like, I, I don't know. I can't, I'm not in that position. I've never gone through that. I don't know. But I really feel like at that point in your life, it would really hold a high value to have someone that you could share that with. Oh, yeah. And that it's not, this is the thing about Leslie. And maybe I am unfairly making this assumption, but given Leslie's issues with jealousy, I worry that she would struggle, you know, with the memory of his late wife, feeling like she can't compete with that. I'm going to take it a step further. I want to say something here, and I don't want it to be taken the wrong way, but Gary and Teresa share something that Gary and Leslie do not. Mm. And it is huge. Yeah. And it is the loss of a spouse. Mm-hmm. And at that, a similar on a similar timeline. On a similar timeline. Yeah. That cannot be underestimated. Yes. Gary gives her the fantasy sweet card. She says yes. And as the lights go dim in the room, we hear him say, You're really good at that. And she giggles. Mm. You notice how there wasn't a lot of chatter as the lights went out. There wasn't talk jokes about the thermostat. It was just right to business. You know, you never see people in this age range having flirty, sexy banter. You know, Leslie joking about 69 and him being like, you're really good at that and her giggling. It's like kind of naughty. It's like, wow, people at 70, 
They have sex. Can they I, flirt. And can I tell How you something? How amazing. Like, I am, I'm thankful that they show this stuff. I found this fantasy suite sexier than the majority of abnormal Bachelor fantasy suites I've seen. <laughs> The abnormal joke is like so not working, but I, you know, what's really cute is I've noticed the shandies are like also going. Yeah, with they've it. come along. Yeah, so, so it is working. Yeah. Okay, so the next morning they agree it feels different, and Gary in his ITM says it feels like the first day of the rest of his life, and uh -huh. he says they started sharing observations and hopes and dreams, and they truly understand each other on a fundamental level. All the questions and trepidation he had went away in the first hour of conversation. And in the now, she says she's crazy about him. She loves him. He says, and you know how I feel about you. And she says, I know. And they look at each other so knowingly here. And he says, the nice part is, is that, you know, and she, like they give each other this look. Oh, it's like an inside look. And in his ITM, Gary reveals that last night he told her that he loved her. And Andy, here you sang Gary two time. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that you gave so much weight to all these things he said to Leslie. Yeah. But I, do you, so I, what's the difference? I think Gary's one of those guys, and there's a lot of them, who like the sound of it coming out of their I mouth. I agree with you. And who in the moment feels it. Oh, I don't think that he's lying to Leslie yeah. in no way. Just because he's a restaurateur yeah. doesn't mean that he enjoys the company of all his customers. Yeah. And these are two of his favorite customers. Uh -huh. He meant it to Leslie and he meant it to Teresa, but the words land harder with Teresa. She kisses him goodbye in this adorable little two-piece set, like Jersey boy shorts and a Jersey... Henley, long sleeve oh, yeah. Henley. And totally pulling it off. Totally pulling it off. And she's wearing this little headband. I realize that Teresa always is so put together. She's always got her look. She's got great looks. She's got style. Okay. I'll, believe it or not, that brings us to her credits. This episode flew by. Mm. And I don't know what more I want. I guess I'm frustrated because I, I, I feel a little sick going yeah. into the finale. I think that's what my issue is. I, I don't think feel Gary good about does it. too. To be fair, I mean, I make jokes, but I think Gary is going to have a really hard time here. Yeah. It just feels wrong. Yeah. Like I, I just want him to be with both. It feels wrong. <laughs> I know. Maybe he will be. Maybe that's that's where he's a bit of a scumbag. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's like, I choose both of you. And they're like, oh. Okay, so with the credits, this is basically him sweetly talking to Leslie about how she helped his swim trunks off. And she corrects him and says it was, in fact, his harness. Mm. Because if it had been his swim trunks, he would have been naked. And they have a hearty laugh. This is, again, an example of that humor that I find a little like... It's a little hacky. It's a little hacky. I don't buy it. But I don't know. Am I just out of touch? The, here's the thing is I can't tell whether I, it's, I, it's actually hacky or if I'm showing my generational difference and I, like, I'm wrong, basically. No, I think what you're getting at is that sometimes humor is used in... There's two different ways humor happens in relationships. One is just naturally. It's just like you have a funny relationship you see things funny the same way and you laugh at each other's jokes yeah and the other one is that you're using humor to kind of cover up talking about more important and deeper feelings and yeah stuff. or just having a better conversation or just having yeah you're a avoiding, conversation that flows right you're avoiding actually having a not great conversation by just making jokes all the time yeah to cover weak up jokes yeah weak jokes like jokes are just filler jokes and i think you're seeing a little bit of that yeah if, if i had written criticism i agree with you i think you're seeing like lightness thrown in forcibly 
to cover up for the fact that there might not be that much else there to talk about. Oh, that is such a good observation. Because here's the thing about humor is it's so subjective. Sure. You know, what one person finds funny, I might not and vice versa. So what do I know? And then I also take into the generational thing. But when I have hung out with my parents and their friends, for example, the stuff they laugh at, I also find funny. Sure. And But maybe that's a function of them being in like a similar social upbringing or circle that I was raised in and therefore I would find it funny. And so it's just sort of a funny thing where I'm like, I can't tell whether this is like a cultural humor or a generational humor or if it really is indeed that, just a forced lightness to cover up for something that is lacking. Hmm. But it really does stand out to me with them. And I thought it was interesting that this, out of all the hours spent with them, between him and Leslie and him and Teresa, this was chosen as the credits. Yeah. As is, it was not credit worthy, in my so. humble I, opinion. I agree with you. This was not that funny. Okay. So I, I guess agree. this is my way. Of, you know what's funny? I'm going to be totally honest with you. When we started this recap today, I thought I was going to disagree with you and that I was going to come over, I was going to switch my prediction. Oh. But after talking it through today or just now, <laughs> today. <laughs> Seriously, I'm yeah. just talking. I, I guess I just can't help but project what I would be looking for in a partner. And I feel that what he shares with Teresa is something that is of higher value to me than whatever it is he shares with Leslie. I'm so confident that his connection with Teresa is better than Leslie that if he picks Leslie, I'm going to be forced to slightly judge him. <laughs> okay. I mean, you from day one did not think it was Leslie. It's so interesting. You've been like, it's not Leslie. Hmm. And you like Leslie. I do. I have nothing, absolutely you nothing against really Leslie. You really don't like them to get, there's something. I don't about, see it. You don't see it. We're going to find out if we are just way off. Because I'm going to be honest, our predictions so far for this season have sucked. Yeah. They've sucked. We've been very bad at this. I mean, I have been very down with Teresa. Since the beginning, but she's bounced uh, throughout. No, that's the not true. Yeah, no, I've no, had her were... in the top four the whole time. Oh, very down. Da oh, down with Teresa. I thought you meant down, down on Teresa. Yeah, yeah. No, Sorry, I've been down me. with. Okay. Uh, yeah, get the lingo right. <laughs> but I, I've I've always thought Teresa was a front runner. Okay, and so have you, right? Yeah, I mean, it took the diner date. I'm going to be honest. From night one, I didn't see it. But Ellen the... threw us. Ellen. Ellen. I don't know what was going on with Ellen, and that's why they're still. <laughs> question marks there's still if it weren't for ellen there'd be no doubt in my mind it's Teresa. okay but ellen makes me wonder is he willing to sacrifice that connection for something else uh, i don't know because he did have that with ellen that's a great point mm. okay so andy your a game is there a winner there's a couple ways we could dice this one it's hard to say because at this at this point i don't want to say anyone's playing games <laughs> <laughs> so it's got to be who just is the best and Teresa. Okay. I got to give it to Teresa. I mean, you could argue that Gary is I mean, I don't want to do it because the, the games that Gary's playing, I'm not... I mean, he is. It's too much. I, I don't want to give him... We're saying he is... If I give him a game, it's uh -huh. got a negative connotation. But how... It, it, this has a negative connotation. Next week, there will be a negative connotation because of all the things he said to each of them. But, but what I'm saying, by giving Gary the A game, I'm saying he's playing one of these women and I don't want to do that. He is. I'm not ready to do that. How can he not be? I can't. I'm just going to assume that Gary has strong feelings for both <laughs> and, and that he'll okay. do the right thing in the end. But, but as far as just like 
being great and mm-hmm. likable, no, Teresa wins. I mean, talk about winning him over. He went into the date. I think he, after his date with Leslie, he was like, I'm on top of the world. It's her. Yeah. And then he goes on his date with Teresa and he's kind of like quiet. And he's thinking about Leslie. Yeah. He's got but weird Teresa feelings. Teresa won him over. You're right. She won him over. Yeah. And we've heard this before. You know, there have been leads that have done interviews saying that it does get confusing in these final weeks, especially Fantasy Week week, where they'll go on a date with one person and be like, well, it's that person. And then they'll go on a date with someone else and be like, oh, no, it's that person. And I mean, usually there's three, right? So then they go on a date with someone else and it's that person. And I do feel like maybe it's possible we saw a bit of that with Gary here. I've just realized, but Leslie in The Godfather is (laughs) Natalia. Okay. Natalia, you know, they're sitting there, Tom Hagen, the consigliere, is sitting in there with Vito Corleone in the car. Okay. And um, he says something about Natalia. He's like, Natalia, he thinks is the traitor, Tom Hagen. Okay. And And Vito Corleone, he goes... Natalia's a pimp. He never could have outsmarted Santini. <laughs> Santini's his son. Sonny. Okay. All right. And Leslie's a Natalia. Wait, can you repeat the story? <laughs> I'm sorry. Whenever you talk about the Godfather, I'm like. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> Try again. Start okay. over with Natalia. Okay, I'm going to start over. Natalia is, is is one of the heads of the five family. Yeah. So Barzini. Okay. So, so remember, Barzini is the traitor. Okay. Barzini is Teresa. The traitor. But but not the traitor. That that that's not the, Barzini. <laughs> You're taking it too literally. <laughs> Teresa's not a traitor. She's just the one. Oh, I thought you meant traitor. Like traitor. Deep- She's also a traitor. <laughs> Oh my God, this is a mess. I was like, she is a traitor. <laughs> no, she is a traitor, but not a traitor. Is Barzini's hard? a traitor. It's very hard. It's all, one of the hardest languages. So Detalia is one of the heads of the five family. Okay. Barzini's another head of the five family. Okay. There's five heads of the five families. Okay. And Vito Corleone is the main character in the show. And he's sitting in the back seat of a car driving away from the meeting they just had with the five families and okay. Tom Hagen who's the consigliere he's like the main you know the lawyer of of, okay. the, of the family facilitator yeah he thinks he's after the meeting he's like oh so Natalia is the traitor that's what he sniffed out yeah. and Vito Corleone and Sonny Santino is his son who was shot by one of these five families. It was probably set up by Barzini. But anyway, that's okay, another you're story. you're doing that thing where you're starting I'm to lose too much, me, so don't yeah, do but that. It's too important much information. Because he says something about okay. so, so Sonny is his son, okay. Santino, is, is, is Vito Corleone's son who was murdered by one of the heads of the five families. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my point is, is that in the car, uh-huh. he says something about Natalia. And and then and Vito Corleone is like, Natalia's a pimp. He never could have outsmarted Santino. Oh, okay. It's been Barzini all along. And Barzini is Teresa. Okay. So Natalia is Leslie. Yeah, but you're making it sound like Teresa's the bad guy. No, it's not a direct correlation. (laughs) (laughs) Leslie is not a pimp either. She's just a person, a nice lady. The Godfather stuff is cracking me up. And I, I know you don't like me to talk about your socks. I mean... Andy doesn't, Andy. I sh- okay. <laughs> the, the number one rule oh, of really? podcasts. Okay. Of, no of, talking about of, the socks. Of, of podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I personally feel that was slightly overcomplicated, but it I, was, it I, was. Uh, I, that's the thing about the Godfather. You know, I know you love it. I know so many people love it, often men. Yes. But I do think that whenever I'm given some like Godfather comparison, it's like in the Godfather, it's like in the Godfather. I'm always like, 
it's not really like in The Godfather. Like in this case, there no, Leslie's not a pimp and no, Teresa's not a traitor. It's it's more like just him saying it was Barzini all along. Like that's just the one sentence. Oh, I, I completely just <laughs> used this as an excuse to talk about The Godfather. <laughs> okay, I agree with you. Okay. But it still applies. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so Andy, that brings us to our word watch. There were zero Zero wives. wives. Very surprising. Yes. A lot of mention of spouses yes. and a husband here and there. Uh-huh. And in the preview, I know someone's going to say, so I'll have to preempt this. Some in Jesse said wife in the preview. Oh, in the preview. But that doesn't oh, no. count. Previews don't count. Does not count. They do not count. So there were zero and there were 23 correct guesses, which is one of the lowest numbers we've had in a long time. Okay. So your chance of winning are almost 5%. Okay. Well, are the winner, by the way, is a Mandy. Is, is this the first? It might be. This is a first. I, it might be. I'm not sure. It might be I the think second. It is. First or second. It's a Mandy. And the winner is Jack Newsham. Congratulations. You are the winner of $200 to spend at Cozy Earth. Amazing. One of our all time favorite sponsors. You're yeah. wearing their pants right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what a fantastic prize. So please email us by this Friday at midnight to claim your prize, Jack Newsham. And Andy. Do you have a word for two weeks from now? In tradition, finger. Okay, finger. So if you would like to join in the Shandy Word Watch Fun and have a chance to win a phenomenal prize, a Mm, prize we have mm, been teasing mm, for mm, weeks now, then you can join the fun by guessing the number of times you predict the word finger will be uttered in the grand finale. You must do so uh, by commenting either below this YouTube video or on the Instagram post for this recap. Uh, You must do so by this Friday at midnight. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe over Thanksgiving, you've got some time. And if you guess correctly, you will be entered in a draw and then one name will be plucked and that person will win. Get this. This is a crazy, awesome prize. One item of your choice from Jenny Kane. This is up to a $495 value. So you get to pick an item of your choice. And some of these pieces, I mean, this is $495. This is an amazing prize. For listening to a podcast. Yes. And for and for everyone who doesn't win, because I presume there will be people who don't win, if you go to jennycane.com slash dearshandy, they have 25% off right now. Yeah. So, you know, a consolation prize. <laughs> Such a great prize. You mm. guys have heard us talk about Jenny Kane and how it's the creme de la creme. Mm. Chef's kiss. I call it I made it clothes. <laughs> You've made it. Yeah. Start at the I bottom. Feel, now you're here. I feel more important when I wear my sweater. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So be sure to enter to win. All right, Andy. That brings us to our predictions. I almost feel like there's no point in talking about this, but I assume you believe. Teresa. <laughs> is winning. Mm -hmm. I swear, I started this recap thinking I was going to disagree with you. I really was. Mm. Not to to keep things interesting. I wasn't doing it for drama, but really I was just thinking, I was like, I want to believe that Gary would not tell Teresa what he's telling her, not open her up, not let her fall this hard. Her in particular, it just feels cruel. It feels more cruel to do to her than to do to Teresa. Because I think that Teresa is more resilient than Leslie, to be honest. I agree. And, and maybe that's just an assumption on my part. Actually, maybe I could be totally wrong about that. It's just the fragility that Leslie gives off. Mm-hmm. However, I cannot help but look at Gary's choice through the lens of what I care about, what I look for in a relationship. And how can I not be like, I think he has better conversations with Teresa. I think he's better understood by Teresa. He understands her better. They have this unbelievable shared experience. Like the, the fact that they talked about talking to their 
I know. Their late spouses like, I know. once a day. I know. Can you imagine how good it would feel to be able to talk about that with each other you know and not like? have it be this like uncomfortable thing? It would almost feel like a conduit to actually speaking to your your real uh, wife. I mean, your Oh my god. Your ex. Your, that, your, that's, your widow. Okay, we got it. Oh, sorry, I didn't know what to call it. <laughs> I, I clearly got it. Okay, sorry. No, that that hit me. That's a great point. Because you could then share in what they would say. Like you could just become so much closer by it's being like able talk, to share it's that. It's like speaking to someone like like let's say I used to live in Sardinia and I meet someone who used to live in Sardinia. And everyone I tell about Sardinia, they're like, All right, enough yeah, about yeah, Sardinia. Sardinia. I don't I know, yeah. I know Sardinia. I've never I don't know. Maybe it's nice. And then you can relive Sardinia in that person's eyes and uh-huh. in the conversation. Yeah, except Sardinia is like you're the love of your life. Yeah. I, that's a, such a good point. Yeah. A conduit. And that's, and with Leslie, like, look, it's so, I, maybe I'm not giving her the credit she deserves. I just, I just don't know if she'd be able to talk to him about it without it kind of, I don't know, it bringing out the insecurities with, that she's had all season long and that she is sh- surely right to have with her relationship experience. First of all, I'm glad you came to this conclusion on your own. And, and, I, and I'm going to say, no, 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 I'm, it's not patronizing. I'm happy I didn't sway you. Okay. Because then that would feel cheap. Yeah. But I will say this. This is a prediction. This is such a, this is a cheap prediction. Yeah. If he picks Leslie, which is pot, look, I'm not, not Nostradamus, but if he picks Leslie, to me, that means that he's not, he's, this is not a thing for him and him and Leslie don't last. Uh-huh. He's just like, I'm not going to get married on this TV show. And oh, now I'm picking I, Leslie. I don't know if that's fair. I, just, just, I, I have to assume if he well, picks Leslie, then we're just wrong. No, it doesn't no, have I'm to take- accept the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I have to create a tragedy to avoid being potentially wrong in a theoretical universe. But I, I do feel like if he picks Teresa, it's going to last forever. Okay. All right. You know, the last time I predicted based on what I would want, I was right. Mm-hmm. That was charity season with Dotton. Oh, yeah. And so I guess maybe I should start doing that more because I typically do it more based on edit, what they're showing, what they're not showing. And I just love him and Teresa yeah. together. Go like for that, the love story. That conversation just about her work and how he's like, wow, you really have your shit together. It just felt, that felt so real to me. It felt so real world. A conversa- I am a fly on the wall of a natural conversation. There are no cameras. It's just two people understanding each other, getting to know each other. Like with Leslie, it's more this like, oh yeah, like we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. I want to figure it out with you. Yes, it's certainly leading her on if he's not picking her up, but it's also just in a way it's saying less. Yeah. Maybe I'm overthinking this. You like a Teresa. <laughs> I do. I also like Leslie and I also like Gary. That's what makes this such an exciting show. Yeah, this is this is a finale that I am... Not missing. I'm not only excited for, I'm nervous about. Oh, and I also feel like we're not going to watch late. Like sometimes you'll tune in an hour late and fast mm. forward the commercials. Like I no. want to see this as it happens. Oh yeah. It's it's like the Super Bowl. You don't want to watch the Super Bowl taped. That's <laughs> <No>. weird. <laughs> I mean, you don't really watch the Super Bowl. I don't, but I watch the commercials just to see who's doing well out there. <laughs> You get in touch with pop culture once yeah. a year. I'm like, oh, Doritos having a good year. Mm, 
I get out of that. Okay, I think that's a wrap then, Andy. Yeah. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram and TikTok. Leave us Apple and Spotify. Podcast ratings and reviews. Tell your friends and generally do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. We'll see you in two weeks for the grand finale of Golden Bachelor. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 